Welcome back, everybody, to Cup of Chai. Today is August 29th, 2020. Uh, today, I have with me NS and one of our beloved students, Selim. Welcome, Selim. Uh, hello. Hello, NS. Hi, Jonah. How are you guys? We're doing fine. Selim, how are you? How's everything? I'm I'm also doing well, you know. I uh, I was just going around get taking my license. I just got my license nice, the other day. Nice, congrats. Yeah, I'm just studying for the SATs and just getting ready. Did your school start? It's going to start on the 8th. No, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh well, okay. Uh so Selim, we're going to have yep. you first. So Okay. I'm aware that you've had a an essay camp um yep. by Sky Academy, right? Yep, that's correct. So, what kind of program was this? So, this was an educational program that uh, helped us like so first of all, most of us didn't know what an essay was and how we were supposed to write it and where we were supposed to start, right? The Sky Academy uh, program helped us understand what an essay is first of all and how to structure it, how to write it, and how to start it. Before this, most of us, like, we didn't even start our essays. Nobody knew what to talk about, essentially. But this program just was to help us to start our essays. To clarify things, this is not a normal essay. It's a college application essay, right? Yes, uh, yes. This is a college application, application like our personal essay, Common App essay. Okay, so, like... Uh, what are some things that you were like, wow, like if I didn't learn this in this event, uh, I would have had such a, such a bad time. So the first thing was I was overcomplicating everything in my uh, Common App essay. I was writing so much detail. I was adding so much like extra stuff that didn't supposed to be, it wasn't supposed to be there. Uh, what I learned was we have to take it simple approach it from like a straight point of view instead of going so philosophical so deep into it and just trying to essentially sell herself to the college and explain uh, who am i and this is this is one of the greatest points that i learned from this program i see well about um well i've had this problem i don't know if you've had it too we come from a culture that um basically encourages us to always be humble you know coming from a culture like this it's it was pretty hard for me to try to talk to myself so broadly in such a positive way. Yes, yes, that's correct. Uh, this was actually one of the hardest parts we also struggled with. What we did was we did something called a humble brag. So we keep it. We're not trying to tell that we're the best person in the world. We're not trying to tell this. We're trying to essentially show it. We're trying to show who we are and how we're special. Uh, that that helped with me. I agree, though. Yeah, we're, our upbringing is very humble, and we, we still shouldn't always try to stay humble. What did you write about? Like, what was the prompt, and what did you choose? To so write? I chose the first, so there's seven prompts. I chose the first one. It's something that changed your life, essentially, a life changing thing. And my topic is about Legos, although it might sound very simple. Okay. The way it the way it ties in all of my like all the factors in my life. So. I start with the first time I got a Lego. I was, what, four years old, five years old with my father in California. And it was the first time I got a Lego. And I started from this and tied it until, like, my age right now. And how Legos were the consistent thing in my whole life and upbringing. And how they 
So we use that metaphor, a Lego house, essentially. And every time something bad happened, this Lego house gets destroyed. And as it gets destroyed, I build a stronger rooms. I build better foundation to this room. Mm. This is this is how like we lit it up to the selling myself point, I guess. Let me be honest. Like, there's there's no way I could have written something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no way I could have like g- found this idea either. I talked with my mom, and I was like, my mom. I told my mom, just tell me something. I need something. I don't know what to write about. <laughs> she she was my inspiration on this one. So thing, um, yes. so this was an uh, an essay camp, right? Primarily, is yes. that all you guys did? No, no. We also they helped us about applications. Also, we had meetings, Zoom meetings, right? We went to the auditorium and we had Zoom meetings. And there were certain people, like very professional college guidance people, that helped us. And there's this one person I forgot his name, but he helped us so much. There was this special application, the, a place that you can apply. Like, essentially, it's an early application, and it prefers the students who apply from there to college. And it was, like, great. That's also something we did. And uh, plus, uh, our mentors did, like, one-on-one meetings with us to help us, uh, like, to see what our situation was, both educationally and spiritually, and to, like, just get a base from there and continue on with that. And just to clarify, this was all done with, like, um, covid uh, like yes. COVID per, uh, precautions, right? Yes, obviously. Everybody had a mask. Desks were separate, six feet apart. You know, there was cl- student limits in every class. You couldn't just go in a class. And yeah, it was done by according to the state rules. That, that sounds awesome. I wish I had something yeah. like this when I was going through this process. You know, you know, I talked with some of my friends, like some of my college, friends that are in college. They said, I wish they did something like this to us also because... The, the way they did it this year, I'm I'm sure they will do it better next year and the years to come. But like it was so great. We're just expecting the only thing we want from extra is we just want more of these, you know, for the future. We want more, even longer days, like longer periods of time. And it really, really helped. It, um, there will be another one, right? Another event. Yep, yep. There's gonna be one, and I think Thanksgiving, if I'm okay. correct. Yeah. Okay, so Salim, um. Have you guys done any activities? Like, was it um, always just essay writing and seminars? No, no. Actually, in the last part of the whole essay camp, after we almost finished everything, we did kind of icebreakers. And we got to know people that we didn't know in this camp because there was people from other states and there was people from other counties that we didn't know. Uh, So we got together and we played like stupid games like on the board and stuff it, it was really fun it was just some icebreakers and just to get to know each other more that's good uh this was, so it uh, it also became like a social event as well yeah yeah definitely especially in this like covid situation the situation everybody's at home nobody sees anyone it was really nice in that it was a social event and we had a lot of fun okay Salim. that sounds great so now my aspect of the uh, view to this camp the technology part always so you said there was mm-hmm. uh, the zoom calls how did you feel with the zoom call or if there was someone else right there speaking to you how was it for you so for me honestly i don't know who prefers online learning but for me i like to be one-on-one in person learning better but we did the best that we could. The Zoom meetings were like, great. The speakers were, they hooked us into the conversation. So 
that's a plus that let us like learn a bit more from the zoom meetings however i would always prefer in person meetings better because you just get to connect with the guy you can see the per- person's eyes you can get to like face to face connect with them it's always better but zoom is the best we can do right now and this is how we're doing yeah definitely as you said if there weren't this online uh, learning or teaching situation with the zoom maybe we could not bring that person from where they were uh, because i know some of them are were far away like in states like in massachusetts new york yeah but this online situation brings people together in one place even there's the rows that could, uh, should be covered and uh, if we extend the situation from uh, this event to the schools i know most of the public schools nowadays have said that they will be doing only online classes and some of them are doing hybrid yeah. which one is your school doing and so in new jersey it's a law that you can't force children to go to school which i think it's great so absolutely Gover- governor murphy agree with that but our school is doing hybrid and online so what we're doing is they installed huge TVs and cameras like professional grade cameras in the classrooms so both the teacher can see the students while he or she is explaining the class and giving an explanation on the board and the students can actually see the board instead of just seeing the teacher's face and a computer so if you're doing online learning it's going to be a bit more interactive and if you're doing one-on-one in person hybrid learning uh, you just go to school as i said they have like hand washing stations there's like lines and arrows to point you where to go you can't go a certain way you can't go to anywhere you want there's limitations on all of them and there's obviously a student limitation in the school so our school is doing hybrid and i 100 agree with what they're doing which one yeah. will you choose will you attend hybrid or online so first semester because i have my college applications coming first quarter uh, i'm gonna do online because I feel like I would waste too much time going to school and coming back and I could just probably be more efficient at home. But I know it's not like that for everyone. So that's just what I'm personally doing. And I might change it down the line. Do you have an option? Every quarter you can change it. That, that sounds smart though. I respect that. Yeah. And also, uh, as you're doing your college application, you're a senior and this COVID situation started at, towards the end of last school year. So you experienced yeah. an online learning part and a, a lot of college in-person learning part. What would you say was different from in-person learning when you moved to online learning? What are the minuses that you got uh, from online learning that you would say? So, so the, from in-person learning, you're in class. Like I'm going to say this. If the teacher is not, ex- not doing something fun, if the teacher is... Explaining something that you already know and you're not interested in it, you still have to listen to it, right? You're in the class, you have to focus on that. But when you're online, let's say you know the topic or you don't need to listen to what they're saying, it doesn't interest you. What I would personally do is you can do another homework while the teachers explain the class. You can study for SATs, you can do this, you can do... It opens endless opportunities. But at the same time, this created a crisis with some of the students. It the students weren't listening to the class so essentially everybody was failing their quizzes and tests and not doing their homeworks it's a dilemma you have to go through it you have to especially in the first month of online learning we struggled a lot because everybody's like okay we're on break this is not school we're on essentially on break right so yeah the first month of it not a lot of people did, did their homework and it was kind of a struggle but after some time when you get the rhythm in when you understand what you're supposed to and not supposed to do I think it's good right now. I, I enjoy it. It's 
it's less of a hassle. You don't have to wake up as early. Yeah. Overall, I think it's good. What are the nice to hear. What are the school times? Is it like eight in the morning? Again? So last year, last year they extended it to normally we were supposed to be in class at eight thirty. Last year they extended it to nine thirty, but I think this year because it's a hybrid system, we're gonna wake up at eight thirty again. Because in school students and online students have to be at there at the same time. That's nice. Uh, the thing you mentioned was really important uh, to be focusing because when you're home. Uh, next to your laptop in your own bedroom, it is sometimes hard to uh, make yourself feel at school or focus at, to this teacher as you're in school. Uh, yes, definitely. So it is important to keep reminding yourself or going to environment that would remind yourself that you have to study with online learning because as you said, when there, uh, there's endless opportunities that you can learn more when you're learning online, it is also a distractive Uh, as also distractive so that you might maybe like playing games and log into your game account behind the screen and start playing games and that would yeah, not be recommended. That, that happened before. Yeah, that, that <laughs> happened a lot in online learning before, yes. Yeah, and then what do you think the uh, future of online learning will be? With this COVID, a lot of research has started to get be poured in online learning because this is mm -hmm. seen as something that will not go back uh, because we're, we're in a uh, good place in our technologies, uh, interacting with people through screens, through uh, internet. And uh, looking forward, maybe, uh, yeah, in the past, there were online schools that you have to submit homework and you could have graduated. But now with uh, yeah. this, it was seen that you can get a lot of classes through the screen, seeing the teacher, being in class, but as well as being in your own home. What are the things that you would like to have in your classroom or in your uh, class sessions while you're learning online? What are the pluses that you would have wanted to add to such technologies? Yeah, that's a great question. So to answer the first part of it, so as we can see, like actually people learned that we can do a lot of stuff. We don't have to be in person. Like one of one of our mentors told us, he had to go through state to join a bunch of meetings. But now he's just at home or in his car and he can join meetings from like five different states in one single day. This makes it so much easier. And if the if the people in the meetings are really focused on it, it's actually really productive and you can get more things done, essentially, if you're focused on it. But to make it better, honestly, Uh, we have to make a system where if the student's logging in to Zoom, you can't just go out, right? You can't just leave the Zoom. You can't just minimize. You can't just do that, do this. Because this is what I saw. People just log into Zoom, minimize it, and then do whatever, watch a YouTube video, you know. If, if this system is implemented for schools, essentially, it would be much better. But overall, there's not much you can do to control the student's environment uh, other than contacting their parents and letting them know. So it's still, it's, it's not the best way of learning, but it definitely op opened up people's eyes to like work from home, to study from home and not to be in person essentially. Yeah. About the thing that you said about locking the screen and not letting you go out. Actually right now, I know what research is going on in Carnegie Mellon University. A professor mm -hmm. is this, uh, her idea was for in classroom, but she uh, is also offering some 
online application for this. So in class, she's uh, trying to do is implement some uh, cameras that would uh, scan through people's faces and the teacher uh, take the teachers and students' voice and see if the students are distracted, sad, and yeah. give this uh, data to the professor so that they can, if they're talking a lot and not letting the students speak, they should uh, like uh, know that and then try to speak less and give the students more attention. Or uh, if the student is sad, understand or ask why are they sad and act upon it. And with this, I guess, as an online application of this thing is we might use our webcams to check upon the person. Yeah. And if they got distracted or leave the camera, the computer will maybe send them a signal and won't like distract the person. As we see in our cars, when we remove our belt, it beeps or things as yeah. such. Isn't that an infringement infringement of privacy though? Like, um, like if my school well, offered this, I don't I, think I would want such a thing. Uh, it depends. It depends on the extent they're doing it too. Like if they're get collecting your data without your thing if you're collecting facial id data obviously it's i think it's an infringement but i think it's a superb idea to let the kids like these are kids essentially you're not doing it to adults so i don't think it would be a great problem with the parents like knowing that this is happening and the students knowing but i think it's a really really good idea yeah uh, that's nice to hear also because i explained this to a friend and they were like as jonah he said he was a student as well and he said that uh, he started asking let's say that day i know the cameras are taking me right i pretend i am sad like to distract the teacher i pretend i'm doing something else and trying to uh, overcome the facial recognition system that the uh, program is trying to act upon me i was like that's a different approach <laughs> to yeah. try to, let's say, play with the system. But also, I think, as you said, uh, it might be a kind of scary that the computers are going to know this and this data will be stored. But I think as we spoke yeah. in our last episode, if this is done on our computers, because I know a lot of computers are capable of doing this process at the moment and not being sent to other people, I guess that would be good uh, so that people can learn more or pay their attention more to the thing that they have to do and consent to this beforehand. That's really important. If they do not consent, then you cannot uh, apply force on them to do such things. Yes, I agree. I'll still have to disagree. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Like, even even if they implement the system, even if there's Zoom, even if there's this and that, there's always going to be people who oppose it and people who agree with it. There's always going to be people who are trying to cheat the system, and there's always going to be people who like go. Oh, around. actually, when you said cheating the system, okay, this is what I was yeah. uh, worried about. So, how does your school handle online testing? Because cheating, this creates, this opens up so many doors for cheating. So, how does your yeah. school handle this? And Okay, say it. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if you heard about it. They did all the AP exams online this year. Okay. So what they were doing is they were actually putting fake test answers online. And the students who actually answered with these were going to fail. And we're going to get kicked out of college wow. for it, essentially. Our school is approaching. Yeah. They actually, <laughs> That's a little bit of move. That's, I don't know. 
<laughs> they took down a whole they took down a whole Discord server with like hundreds of people in it that were like talking and cheating while the AP exams were going on. It was crazy. So even if college college board is taking these steps, what our school is doing essentially is now it's required for all the teachers to write their own questions. You can't just go copy and paste something from but, the internet. And even if you do, the teachers are going to see. Like a lot of people got caught with this. It's not. It's not. It's so blatant. It's it's so obvious. It's very hard to hide it. I, th- I think I would expect more from College Board because uh, I know with Oracle and some other universities actually started implementing this. They basically you have to download a software that takes over your computer, mm-hmm. deletes any other oh, kind yeah. of um, software that's running in the background, and it tracks your eye movement movement. Yeah, they do it with games. It's called intrusive, like, uh, what is it? Cheat engines, right? They detect if you're, like, cheating or not. But they're called intrusive because they run in the background. They're doing... It's not an in-game thing. You have to download an extra that's uh, why, software for it. It's that's why thing. with, like, a multi-million dollar company, even though it's a non-profit, I would expect yeah. more from them. Yeah, I, I, I think so also. But I, I bet there's uh, something going on in the background that we don't know about. They're probably taking a lot of people down. We're probably just not seeing it. It's not as public as these. So how about normal testing in your school? Mm -hmm. Do you just get away with it? So, well, there's obviously not, there's no 100% success rate with anything, but usually people get caught because it depends on the teacher, really. If it's a math teacher, they're going to (laughs) understand from your previous scores, from your like assignments, they're going to be like, okay, you're not this smart, right? You don't study this hard. And if you do, like, let's say you've been getting 60s your whole class and you get a hundred for this one test. What the math teacher did for us this year was he took all the people who had an extravagant score compared to the rest of their grades. He took them and give them a live quiz. Like be like, he asked them questions, answer this. And how did you solve this question? This is what some other teachers did. This goes for math, but for English, for other social sciences, it's, it's, a, it's a bit more harder to implement these because it's just knowledge based essentially. Wow. Yeah, now uh, as internet improved and cybersecurity had a lot of uh, open areas and it has to be implemented more and more. I guess now online learning, cyber anti cheat <laughs> programs yeah. will probably be uh, more popular and popular and try to track if. The people really gave the effort to do the things, or uh, try to find a easier way uh, to overcome their problems. But I hope uh, people around us would work enough and not cheat uh, their way into their exams. Uh, yeah, I, I essentially. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree with this. This is like it's a as I said, it's a dilemma. There's going to be people who cheat. Obviously, you can't you can't avoid it. There's people who are after the easy money, easy grades. It's it's unavoidable. But if we put the steps in to minimize it as much as possible, I think what we're doing right now in our school it's great. Uh, right, the teachers usually they can understand if a student is cheating or not. But you know, it's still there's people who get away with it. Obviously, yeah. In the upcoming days, we'll probably see more and more new technology companies investing in this uh, education systems. Like in uh, right now, there are Google Classrooms, 
Blackboard, Canvas systems that are popular in high schools, colleges to make students track their progress in their colleges and their education. But with this uh, COVID, a lot of different companies started investing in uh, mm-hmm. this system and uh, hopefully we'll see a better and more uh, softwares that will help us get education easier and faster and actually yeah, learn. Yeah, that, that's that's the point. Like you, you actually want to learn because that's the biggest thing in online learning. People, oh my God, so many people in my school have been like, like we're not learning anything. Why are we doing this? I'd rather study SAT or APs or whatever. I'm not learning anything. This is a useless class. So it's it's on the teachers to make it attractive to the students. There's some teachers who implement online games, online tools to make it fun and make it interactive for the students. But then there's teachers who just like sit down, talk for 45 minutes. Nobody listens to them. It's so boring. You just go play games. It's, it's, I think that's more on the experience teachers. also plays a huge role. I mean, with new teachers, it's probably kind of expected. But if a teacher who's been teaching for more than 10 years is still boring, I mean, that's kind of a shame. That, yeah, 100%. I agree with that. All right. I believe that will conclude our speech <laughs> that we're doing online right now because of the COVID situation. Uh, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you all for having thank me. Thank you, Selim. Thank you so much. Thank, this, this thank you for joining us. Come back. Yeah. And we're <laughs> waiting your friends as well, hopefully uh, with more different topics that you guys hopefully. can join. Yeah, this was great. Thank okay, you all Selim. so much. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.